0: Hello, I'm Lily, and I'm Paige, and welcome to the Not So Broke podcast, where you will find
1: tips and tricks on how to save money. We are not financial advisors and are just two zillennial girls trying to figure out how to save money in the material world. So join our journey and figure out how you can be not, not so broke. broke. Hello, and welcome back to the Not So Broke podcast. Although weddings happen all throughout the year, I believe that May through October is when official wedding season is. And that's when venues know to pump up their prices. In fact, I had my wedding during wedding season in late August. Paige, you had yours in July, right? Yep, July twenty-fourth. Weddings can be one of the biggest expenses in our lives. So if you don't want to elope or have a courthouse wedding, we will give you some pointers on how to save some money on yours. I think it's important to say that these are our opinions on weddings. What may be important
0: to us may not be important to you, or there may be things that we personally wouldn't spend money on that you want to. I would suggest prioritizing the things that are important to you and then finding savings for the areas that aren't as important. Because this is such a special day, you still want to be, be smart about your money, but
1: you don't want to have a lot of regrets to where you were unhappy during the day or looking back. So I wanted to see how much an average wedding cost in 2023. So I went on Google again, and according to Zola, an average wedding in 2023 cost about $29,000. And also I'm South Asian, or DESI is another term, um and there's multiple wedding events for desi weddings. So I googled how much an average is for a desi wedding and there was really wide ranges but I would say most of it fell on an average of $150,000. Most desi weddings I've attended had an average of three events and at least 200 guests. I didn't go all out for mine because I didn't have the resources to my side of the family wanted me to have these really extravagant events for the Bengali things, but it was more important to me not to take out a loan to pay for those things, which my mom insisted on. We still got to do the cultural events, but it was at our house with a smaller guest count. Overall, I think my wedding was around 30 grand for all three wedding events, and my husband and I contributed about 20000 towards that and our parents helped with the rest. So let's get into why we think people spend so much money on weddings. First of all, it's a special day and you want that day to be perfect and want to remember that day for the rest of your life and weddings are a big cultural thing too. Cultural expectations plays a big role on how big your wedding needs to be and what things you should do for your wedding. For example in my culture and many other cultures you basically invite anyone you know to a wedding. For my actual wedding day it was just my family and close friends as the guests and my husband has a huge family so his family was around 150 people and we had around 200 guests for our wedding. My parents also threw me a separate Bengali reception the next day in a banquet hall, and I'm pretty sure there were more people at that event than my actual wedding day. A big part of my culture is that you feed all your guests, so that adds up to a huge expense too. I think social media also plays
0: a huge part on why people spend so much and how expensive weddings can get. Social media shows everybody's highlight reels, as we all know, and makes people think that everything is all rainbows and unicorns. All over social media platforms, you'd see these dream weddings and which girl wouldn't scroll through and think, yep, that is exactly what I want at my wedding because that's what I did. The unfortunate problem about social media is that not everyone has the same budget and can afford the same things. Just be sure to take this into account when looking at social media and, and realize that you're not at the same financial place as them. And they might be taking out loans, which is something that you wouldn't know because that's normally not disclosed.
1: Now let's get into what we think that you shouldn't splurge on. And these are our opinions. So if so, if some of these things are really important to you, then I think you should spend some money on it. But you should also look into places where you can cut down on your budget that are not as important to you. So one of the things that wasn't important to me and I don't think you should splurge on is table decorations. Honestly, I think people's table settings look really nice at weddings, but then I totally forget what they even look like. Like, I barely remember what my wedding centerpieces <laughs> look like. While planning the wedding, I did want really nice flowers at the tables, but that just wasn't in our budget. Looking back, I'm glad I didn't splurge on that. Another thing that I think you can skip out on are party favors. Most of the ones I get are still in my junk drawer, unless it's a food item, then I eat it. We did a photo booth at our wedding, and I considered taking the picture home with the date and event of our wedding was a good party favor. Yeah, we did that too and I am glad that we chose to do that.
0: Another thing that we don't think you should splurge on is flowers. The sad part about spending money on flowers is that they get thrown away that day or the next day. At the beginning of wedding planning, I was dead set on using fake flowers that I would arrange from Hobby Lobby. I even took my mom and arranged a bouquet and I guess I used that picture as inspiration. My thinking was that nobody would notice they are real or fake, that they would be nice and colorful, that they wouldn't have to be thrown away, and I could keep them or, and use them for years to come, or I could sell it all to somebody in my situation. I've seen this happen a few times, and Millie, aren't there vendors that do this?
1: Yes, there's actual vendors who, the ones that use fake flowers. Yeah,
0: yeah, i see those.
1: Uh, yes, there's actual vendors who give you bouquets that are made out of fake flowers or like a mixture of them. Mm-hmm. And they're a little bit cheaper than using fresh flowers. Yes. But those also
0: kind of, I think they are kind of somewhat still pricey because you're paying somebody to do something. But yes, cheaper than real flowers. So I ended up going with real flowers. But if fake flowers is something you are interested in, go for it. I've seen plenty of people doing it and that's honestly where I found my inspiration. When I decided to go with real flowers, I set a strict budget. I ended up getting a quote for, let's say, well over the price I was envisioning. When I got that quote, I ended up having a breakdown. And if you are in the middle of wedding planning, that is something that is common, so just beware. But thankfully my florist worked with me and showed me what we can remove and change to bring the price down to where I was comfortable. I ended up loving my flowers and felt good about the price
1: because of this approach that I took. You know, they always say to add like 1.2 multiplier or something for wedding costs because things are always more pricier than you think. Um, so I do wish that I knew some florists will do a mix of real and fake flowers because I knew I didn't want fake flowers at my wedding but reals, real ones were pricey too. My friend did something like that for hers and I couldn't even tell the difference between the real and fake flowers. It's cool. I didn't know you could do that. I think that a lot of people want certain florists because of their reputation but if you're trying to save I would recommend trying to use one that will work with you. The florist I had was amazing and also worked with me to keep the cost within my budget. I ended up using a lot of greenery and used flowers for the bouquets. One more thing also is that for
0: centerpieces, I know that I've done this and I've seen a lot of people do this as well, but you can use um, your bridesmaids' bouquets as centerpieces. So the tables won't have any flowers um,
1: while you're getting married, but then once you're done, the bridesmaids will just go and set their bouquets in the vases. Yeah, we actually did that at our wedding. Um, our florist set up these vases, and after the wedding, our bridesmaids put their flowers in there. Mm-hmm. Another item that we think you shouldn't splurge on
0: is the rehearsal dinner. This piece of advice won't apply to everyone because everybody has different circumstances, but if you can and want to take this advice, then capitalize on it. At the time of planning my rehearsal dinner, I didn't have much left in my budget for this item. I kind of... I think I just forgot about it until the end and I was like, oh crap, I gotta pay for this. I got married super close to where my parents lived. Thankfully, my parents have a pretty big backyard that opens up to a greenbelt, so... We had the rehearsal dinner at my parents house, but because of our guest count we had to rent extra tables and chairs for the actual wedding and so we just rented them a day early and got to use them at the rehearsal dinner as well. We had food set up inside and people stayed inside or outside as they pleased. We also catered barbecue and kept it pretty simple. We set up a few yard games to give people some entertainment, but mostly people just conversed with each other and enjoyed each other's presence. I ended up loving the night. It felt really intimate and less stressful because I was in the comfort of my own home. Again, I know this piece of advice is circumstantial to the time of year you get married in and the region you live in. I got married in the late summer in Oklahoma, and it was super hot, but we set the rehearsal dinner to be later in the evening to where things have cooled off a bit, and we had trees that surrounded us to provide some shade. So for the next item that we think that you shouldn't splurge on is food. I think this is a big personal opinion for me. So take this with a grain of salt. But I don't think that people go to weddings because of the food or that people care about what kind of food they're served. As long as they get food, people are happy. Um, But I believe people go to weddings or should uh, because they love and care about the people getting married. Where I'm going with this is that I think you can save money on the type of food you serve. Think meals that are going to give you big portions and serve a bunch of people. With this thinking, it's why I chose to go with Italian at my wedding. We served pasta salad and bread. Um, when looking around at nearby Italian restaurants I looked into Olive Garden. I looked into Olive Garden and I got a quote from them to where each plate was going to be around twelve dollars. This wasn't bad but still more than I was hoping to spend so I so I thought of other Italian restaurants and uh, came up with Olive Vito. I got a quote from them for about eight dollars to nine dollars a plate. And I booked them immediately, so shout out to all I love you. So I don't go to
1: weddings for the food, but I do love getting fed. I do agree that there are ways you can feed your guests and still cut some cost. At first I thought plated dinners would be cheaper because you know exactly how much food you're getting for each person. But it turns out that you're really paying for the servers. So we ended up doing a buffet and it saved us a few grand. We did spend the most money on food out of our wedding budget, but we did have around 200 guests. The, cater, the caterer I had from mine was local, and they operated out of our wedding venues, so our wedding venue had a deal with our caterer. We and we as in my mother-in-law negotiated some things with them to get costs down, and they ended up offering us chargers for the table for no additional cost. So now that we've talked about things we think you shouldn't spurge on, let's talk about things that are worth spurging on for your wedding. And again, these are our opinions, so take it or leave it as you please. So I think that you should splurge on things that you'll remember forever, like, for instance, photography is something that you should spend some money on. Most people hang their wedding photos around their house or put them in their offices, so you really want to make sure you have a good photographer. But that being said, do some research and stay within your budget. And if the photographer has different kinds of packages, see which one they can mix and match for you to get the price that works within your budget. Also, I didn't go with a photographer that was featured in bridal magazines and such. I found one at a bridal show, and I looked through their online photos, and I really liked the pictures that they took. And they also had a videographer within their team, so I went with them. I think they did a really great job on the photos and videos that they took for our wedding. Another thing that I think you should spend some money on is your dress. I regret not spending an extra $200 for the dress that I really loved. I
0: agree. My decision came down to two dresses, one that I loved for how I felt in it and one that I loved for the price. Uh, It was really hard to make this decision and took me a few days, but I ended up going with the one that I felt good and happy in. To this day, I don't regret that decision
1: of spending a little more money because I found other ways to cut prices in the budget. I also think if you want a really lively wedding with a lot of fun dancing, you should invest in having a good DJ. They can play a big role in how hyped up your wedding can get. I had an amazing one at mine, and people still tell me how much fun they had at my wedding. Also, the DJ I had was the only person that remembered to bring me water on my wedding day. (laughs) On the DJ
0: note, I would just say the shop around, though, too. So I found my DJ because my brother and now sister-in-law was getting married at the same time as me. The DJ that I ended up going with was theirs, and uh, he gave both me and my brother a discount because my brother referred him to me. There were also a few other discounts that our DJ gave us, one of them being that our venue was like one of his set popular venues to play at. So just keep that in mind and looking out, you can get different quotes from different people as well. I say this because our original quote was $1,300 and we got the price down to $600.
1: Now let's talk about some tips on how you can save money on your wedding. So first thing you can try to do is negotiate. I think that negotiating is a super uncomfortable thing for our generation. I agree. I hate doing it. I hate doing it too. I will not. Nope. (laughs) And I think a part of it comes from that we don't want to offend the vendor and their work. So my mother-in-law is like a negotiating wizard, and honestly, sometimes I don't know how she does it. And she cuts prices down so well. I'm pretty sure that she saved us at least $10,000 for our wedding just by negotiating with our caterer, photographer, and other vendors.
0: Another way that you can save on money for weddings is through Facebook Marketplace. I am actually about to start selling things on Facebook Marketplace I used at my weddings. A good thing to look for is the tiny little details on there, um, like wedding signs, gift and card signs, bar signs, thank you signs, all these like little details that you don't really think of until the last minute. You can go there. Um, my sister-in-law is also super crafty, so... She was the one who made our signs for our, like, welcome and all the signs I just discussed. So if you have someone crafty, see if they'll help you out.
1: Yes, I love Facebook Marketplace. We ordered linens and some decorations for our Bengali receptions on there. And I sold a lot of my wedding decorations after the wedding, too. So that saved us a lot of money. Chase actually built our centerpieces, which were, like, wooden chandeliers. Well, wooden lanterns. We um, put some candles in there. And he also built our wedding arch. And our wedding venue ended up buying it from us after the wedding. That's so cool. So that being said, if there's something that you can make yourself and it won't take crazy amounts of time, go ahead and go for it. I have a friend who actually, um, I think she made a whiskey
0: bar cart or a, cham- a champagne bar cart for her wedding. And then her husband made it and they ended up selling it for quite a bit of money. So... If, yeah, if you're crafty, take advantage of your skills. Okay, so you can also borrow from friends and family. Um, we had these five gallon drink dispensers that we that we served our water and lemonade and tea out of and uh, we just borrow that from family and friends who have hosted functions before. And then also I borrowed most all of our candles and vases from different people. Sorry, Riley, if you're listening to this, I it's only been two years and I still have your candles
1: and faces and need to give them back to you, but I'll give them to you soon. Another way to save some money is see what your venue includes. Some venues may offer a cheaper price up front, but it might only be to rent the space. There are other venues that may be a few thousand more, and they might include tables, linens, coordinators, and setup and breakdown for you. Also, having the venue offer things makes it less of a headache when you have less things to keep track of after the wedding, in my opinion. There are also options to have your wedding at a university or a museum. Some of them have catering packages and can be cheaper than doing a traditional wedding at a wedding venue and hiring caterers. Another way to save is by doing a destination wedding. Many resorts have all-inclusive packages for a few thousand dollars. However, if you were to go that route, you can't expect everyone to come to your wedding because people have different financial situations and traveling far and staying somewhere can add up to thousands of dollars for them. I always knew that I wanted most of my family and friends at my wedding so doing a destination one never crossed my mind. So you can also save some money depending on what kind of drinks you serve at your wedding, whether it's alcoholic or not, non-alcoholic. For instance, alcohol can cost a lot of money and so can soda and other specialty drinks. We did not do alcohol for our wedding since most of our family doesn't drink. That also saved us a few hundred dollars because our venue required that we had a security or a police on standby. I can't remember which one, but we needed that if we did serve alcohol. We did tea, water and lemonade that our caterer provided and paid for the after dinner tea and coffee. My husband is half Persian, and South Asian and Persians love their tea after dinner. So for my wedding, we did do alcohol. However, we
0: saved quite a bit of money. Um, A lot of people stick to beer and wine in order to save on drink prices instead of paying for a full-service bar. So the way that we save money is that we went to Costco and Sam's to buy bulk alcohol, and we did this because our bartending company asked us to provide the alcohol for them, and they would provide their service. I think this is what a lot of of other companies do as well. So keep that in mind. Costco and Sam's is a great way to provide beer, wine. We even did
2: the margarita drink from there as well. Well, we love weddings and could talk about them all day, but we need to get back to our real jobs now. (laughs) Also, most of our recordings are recorded at 6 in the morning, so excuse us for a voice kit. If our voices get kind of asked we hope that you enjoyed this episode and found some planning tips if you're trying to not soon. Paige, what's one advice that you want to give our audience that's getting married? The process of wedding planning might go by really slow, but the day goes by insanely fast. Um, one of my biggest pieces of advice is, is to try to enjoy the process and especially the day of the wedding. Also, you do face trying to keep up with quote unquote social norms. So, again, if there's something that you don't want at your wedding, you don't have to do it. This is your wedding and your time to pick what you do and you don't want to do. A quick example I did not want to save the dates, so I stayed true to what I wanted and all the little invitations, and I don't regret that, regret that once. I didn't be save the dates either. Can save some money, a couple hundred dollars. It can be easy to stress throughout the process, but try to make it as enjoyable as you can. And always remember the whole reason this is even happening. is because you and someone you love are deciding to take the next step in your relationship. My advice would be not to stress over the small things like flowers or decorations because no one will notice unless someone really messes up really bad. But my favorite advice that I read summer while wedding planning is that when you get to the altar, look back and look at all the people that showed up for your special day. It's a very sweet moment and the second best day of my life first being my daughter's birthday of course. So thank you everyone for listening and we hope you have an amazing
1: not not so so broke broke
2: day. day.